welcome back to the HR Grapevine podcast, the podcast series that takes an in-depth look at one of the most fascinating, important or divisive HR stories from over the last seven days. I'm Sophie Parrott, online editor at HR Grapevine, and each week I'll be joined by a different HR journalist as we explore the contemporary practice and most pressing debates in HR within a short podcast. So join me as we properly pick apart what it means to work in the people function. Today, I'm joined by Jade Burke, editor of My Grapevine. So welcome back, Jade, albeit virtually. How are you doing? Hi, Sophie. It's good to um, be doing it completely different today um, from our home. Yeah. So interesting. Uh, it was very odd not to be sitting in the same room with you. We are both currently working from home at the moment. Therefore, we are dialing in remotely for the purpose of the podcast. So we do apologise if the sound quality isn't as optimum as it normally would be. However, we are still dedicated to bringing you the latest topical HR debates within a short podcast, whether this is recorded from our homes as it is at the moment or whether it's in our designated recording room in the office. So let's get stuck into today's episode topic. Um, So the topic that we've chosen for today's podcast is something that I've actually been thinking about quite a lot recently, um, which is virtual L&D. So with so many employees working from home, pretty much all usual day-to-day tasks have gone virtual um, to help facilitate business as usual and comply with constantly changing government regulations. And for any employees looking to upskill workers or to continue workplace learning within this volatile period, then this virtual L&D is a very good way to go about it. Um, Regardless of where the L&D is completed, it is still crucial for employers to invest in their staff and this has been highlighted by a wealth of research so um, according to some research published in the 2018 workplace learning report um, 94% of employees say that they would stay at a company longer if their employer invested in their careers Um, and particularly at a time when people are feeling isolated and morale is likely to take a little bit of a hit having the opportunity to complete virtual L&D might help boost spirits among the workforce but in order for um, virtual L&D to be put into practice, it is really the collective responsibility of both the L&D department and HR teams to firstly figure out what capacity they currently have and what also should be made a priority when it comes to delivering it in a timely manner to staff. So this all sounds well and good, but if employers are used to delivering L&D in person in an office face-to-face manner, then this begs the question as to where HR should start when it comes to virtually implementing L&D. So yeah, Jade, what are your thoughts in terms of, um, you know, virtually implementing L&D? Well, it really is an unusual time at the moment, I guess, for everyone involved in this situation. So you've got the employees and the employers who are also really affected by this. So coming up with new ideas that can deliver virtual L&D are surefire ways to improve productivity and morale while everyone is working remotely and feeling probably incredibly isolated during this time. So a few examples like we we thought of over in HR Grapevine having a little research today um, of how this could be done is by evaluating the needs of employees and figuring out how, for example, new L&D can meet those needs, um, making learning a bit more interactive as well. So, for example, I guess taking part in like remote sessions as well, that could be really useful while also providing learning resources that are organised into bite-sized chunks and are easily accessible, rather than just having a you know a PowerPoint presentation, which traditionally is a bit boring, I suppose. People just see those and, and switch off, don't they? 
um, and, you know, using videos, just visual aids and things like that, just to keep people really interacted and, and uh, interested. Things like this, so sparking employee interest and finding out their preferred style of learning can really keep them hooked. And therefore, like, you know, sharing success stories in this way can really improve that and make people want to get involved and shout about what works for them. This is also supported by Hayley Randall, the People Development Manager at Melbourne-based real estate developer, ICD Property. She believes the key to successful virtual L&D is being open-minded, and she recently told us, be open-minded, have some fun along the way, your people will thank you for your creativity. It might be uncomfortable at the beginning, and you'll have your sceptics, but they will be your biggest advocates at the end of the day. Don't take yourself too seriously. Lighten the mood. We need to see the human element more than ever right now. She also added that embracing new tech, you know, such as things like Zoom, Skype, Google Hangout and Microsoft Teams are also essential during this transition, which I think are really important to maintaining that level of communication while working remotely. For example, a you know, doing some research before this, a report I found by a recruiter discovered that 33% of employees said a lack of open honest communication has the most negative impact on employee morale, indicating just how prevalent open lines of communication are, especially in uncertain times where anxiety levels may be incredibly high, such as what we're going through right now. Yeah, so I think Jade's given us some really good tips for implementing or transitioning to a more virtual L&D model. Um, but once you've got all of those steps in place, it's important to think about what you can do to keep employees engaged throughout this process. So do you have any tips for making virtual L&D engaging? Most definitely, I think so. And when you look at statistics on engagement, it is actually quite shocking out there. Um, for example, statistics shared by Gallup's 2018 State of Global Workforce report found that 85% of the global workforce are not actually engaged at work. And this suggests that now more than ever, it is crucial for HR leaders to focus on that engagement, particularly when it comes to the L&D offering. But of course, virtual L&D does have many benefits as it allows employees to offer their teams many of the benefits of a live classroom session, for example, but without the added costs. For this, obviously, to be a reality, though, there are certain things that HR practitioners should invest in. So, for example, making sure they've got a stable and reliable virtual tech offering, finding the skilled facilitators to lead the session as well, and offering content previews is a good way of getting people interested and excited beforehand. Um, just to make sure people are engaged and want to take part. And also, of course, preparing for any technical difficulties that may crop up during this session is, is, a, is worth mentioning as well. Ben Meekins, a learning design expert at Cross Knowledge, spoke to us as well before this podcast and added that it is also crucial to use the mindset of learner-centric design. He said, when designing a learning experience, use a mindset of learner-centric design. Engagement comes from a behavioural reaction to the learning experience, and knowing your audience means you can design to their needs. Design thinking is a useful framework to achieve this, as it requires the learning designer to emphasise with the learner. What does this practically look like? Try copying your colleagues in the marketing department when they profile their customers. Create a learner persona of how they want to learn. If you do a learning needs analysis, this will cover why they need to learn, together with the why and the how you can create an engaging learning experience. And I thought that was quite an interesting quote, actually, from, from Ben. 
Yeah, I definitely agree. I think there are some really good tips, um, you know, particularly about just putting yourself in in the mindset of the learner and understanding those needs, because I think that's really, really crucial before you're actually able to um, develop something that employees will be engaged with and something that they'll actually want to participate in. Um, so over the last few weeks, particularly, um, we've seen lots of different organisations share their creative virtual L&D efforts online, particularly on Professional networking sites like LinkedIn, lots of employers and HR experts themselves have showcased some of the unique things that they've either seen done. So um, I'm just going to start off with a case study that I found, and then I'll hand over to Jade to share some more examples. So before the podcast, I spoke with Glenn Grayson, who um, heads up the engagement, communication and learning experiences at Misguided. For any of you that are either connected with Glenn or follow the Misguided LinkedIn page, they constantly post great content that showcases how they go about celebrating employees. Um, new engagement initiatives and well-being tactics that they have recently introduced. So when I asked whether Misguided had um, implemented virtual L&D, he said, we have a fully blended approach when it comes to learning, both in the physical and the virtual digital sense. We don't just rely on our e-learning platform. We like to add other things into the mix too, such as videos with experts, quizzes and interactive workshops. Um, when it comes to making L&D engaging, he said that it is really important to keep the content varied to retain um, staff interest. So um, as well as undertaking obviously practical courses on either Excel or PowerPoint, he said that uh, misguided they tend to throw in themes and topics just because they know that their colleagues are interested in those. Um, so for an online fashion company, this could look like something like how to organise your wardrobe. Um, that was one tip that um, that Glenn gave to us. Um, Jade, did you want to perhaps share some of the examples that you've come across on LinkedIn? Yeah, definitely. And LinkedIn is full of them at the moment, obviously, with plenty of companies trying to come up with new ideas to um, keep everyone engaged. And um, I discovered that the fashion brand Michael Kors has actually introduced a new Motivational Mondays e-series. As part of this, employees will have access to new virtual trainings led by the firm's L&D team, as well as recommended podcasts and e-learning classes. Elsewhere, Kevin Barker-McGill L&D specialist at telecoms company Sky wrote on LinkedIn how the firm had to think up new and adventurous ways to make training a success. He shared that the company had gone virtual in order to continue delivering learning to its team. So it's really interesting to see what people are doing, actually, to, to make this work. Absolutely. And actually, I think one important thing to really remember um, in a recent interview with the New York Times, a company boss from Chicago called Dan Levin um, explained that no one has a playbook for overcoming this pandemic um, and I think that is very very true but what we're seeing a lot of on LinkedIn at the moment is a lot of knowledge sharing people are um, you know coming up with these great ideas and sharing their knowledge with other practitioners which I think is really really helpful for keeping uh, morale and engagement up when perhaps it might be taking a hit but unfortunately that's all we've got time for today HR Grapevine wouldn't exist without your continued readership and engagement with our content, whether that's through our daily newsletters, monthly magazines, webinars, live events, or market lead and research papers. So to find out more or to sign up to our daily content newsletters, which showcases answers and best practice solutions to all of your HR issues, please visit www.hrgrapevine.com. Hold up. 